Here on Monday, October 1st, 2018, I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, my friend, what a comeback by the Buckeyes to beat Penn State 27-26 to Saturday night. Buckeyes, of course, down by 12 with eight minutes remaining, and they pull out the win with two late touchdown drives. I mean, it, it reminded me so much of Ohio State's comeback win at Michigan in 2005 when Troy Smith led. Uh, the Buckeyes on two late TD drives to pull out that win. Um, I mean, we could be talking about this Penn State win for a long, long time, Patrick. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you look at how the game started with, uh, you know, the offense struggling so much, and we've been talking quite a bit about how this offense has looked great, how the defense has been the issue, and you come out, you, you can't get the ball really moving against Penn State. And credit to the defense because Penn State could have been up much bigger than they were you know, in that first half, I mean, they get down um, inside the 30, I believe it was, three separate times, and the defense is able to hold Penn State to field goals. And, you know, you're looking at a, um, you know, a 10-7 or a 13-7 halftime score as opposed to something that could have been way worse. And, and then that touchdown right before halftime from J.K. Dobbins, you know, Ohio State gets that turnover. Um, Tough Boylan forces the fumble, and, you know, they, they're – in a good position to, to get in the end zone, but you've got to move the ball, and, and the screen pass works there. And then that, I think, really set them up for the second half. You know, it took some momentum away from Penn State. They come out of the locker room, they get the ball, and, you know, you're able to, to start to figure things out. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the prettiest performance, but when you're playing a team like Penn State that's, you know, as good as they are, and I do think Penn State's a very good team, and you're playing on the road in that environment, you know, you just want to get out there alive, and, and that's what Ohio State did. They sure did. And let's talk about some of the big moments, big plays, just guys that stepped up in general. Um, we talk about guys that stepped up in general. I mean, Chase Young had his coming out party. I mean, Chase Young, sure. there's so much hype about him, and he showed flashes of it leading into this game. You almost could say that maybe he was overhyped entering the Penn State game. Well, those days are over. I mean, he, especially with Nick Bosa out, you know, with some of the other guys banged up, and we'll get into, into that. I mean, they needed him more than ever. And he was dominant. I mean, he was dominant out there. Two sacks, three tackles for loss. I thought he had four tackles for loss, but they only credited him with three only. Um, and made other plays, you know, batted down balls twice, including once on fourth down, which is basically a turnover. Um, I mean, the guy played out of his mind, Patrick. He did. And I think the stats don't even do it justice to, to how good he was. And this is what Ohio State needed and what Ohio State expected from him. You know, Nick Bosa obviously not there, and you know maybe the game's different if Nick Bosa is in this game, but they needed somebody to step up. Draymond Jones has been good, and he was good in this game, but Chase Young was a beast. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned the the tackles and the sacks and whatnot, but the pass breakups I thought were were really big. You know, you don't see that we haven't seen that at least a ton from him, and you know twice he gets in there, uh, knocks balls down. And, you know, it was, it was just a tear. And then obviously the play at the end of the game, um, you know, I went back and watched that because we were down on the field at that point. So I didn't get a clear view of it. And I think if, if he doesn't, you know, 
come to the inside instead of rushing to the outside, they probably pick up that first down there with Miles Sanders. And I think that's what Penn State was looking for, was to try and avoid um, the pass rush to, to get to McSorley. That's why they gave the ball to, to Sanders there since McSorley had had such a big day, um, expecting him to be able to pick up five yards up the middle. And we can debate that all night long, but that's not what we're here for. Uh, you know, if Chase Young doesn't come um, on a less traditional pass rush, I guess, or a run rush, I guess we'd say, then, uh, you know, I, I think they probably get that. But he gets there, makes the tackle, and, and gets the ball back to the Buckeyes. Um, that's a play that probably won't get talked about nearly as much from Ohio State fans as, as maybe the Benjamin Victor play or, or some of the other ones. But that was huge. You know, if they pick up a first down there, they're only down by one. They're probably moving um, down the field and getting that field goal to win. So Chase was a big old night, but I really I really think that play deserves a lot of credit, not just for him because obviously he made it, but the, the play call. Um, you know, they took the time out. Greg Schiano wanted to see – how Penn State was going to line up. Um, obviously, Penn State takes a timeout, too, and, and they kind of go back and forth there. But Ohio State uh, just handled that really smartly, I thought, and, and you know, credit to, to everyone on the defense for that that move. You mentioned uh, Ben Victor's 47-yard touchdown. That's one we're going to be talking about for a long time. I mean, he made a, a <laughs> yeah, fantastic play on that. Just, yeah, the, the yak on that was, was ridiculous. And that's not really what he's known for. Um, uh, and, and just the wide receivers in general, I mean, they're so – they block so well. They're so veteran. I mean, they had some drops early. They had three drops early. Uh, well, the wide receivers had two drops. One was uh, Rashad Berry had a drop that led to the only interception of the night. But So early I thought the wide receivers were a little shaky, and then they just – they're so good. Like I said, they're just – you don't know which guy's going to step up, although it seems like K.J. Hill steps up every game. He had the winning touchdown. But, you know, just talk about Ben Victor's big play in the wide receivers. That play was – a backbreaker, I think. Um, and, you know, Urban Meyer and Ryan Day talked after the game about how that changed the belief on the sideline. Well, I think it did the opposite for, for Penn State. Um, you know, just the the way it happened, you know, Dwayne Haskins almost getting sacked, steps up in the pocket, needs to get the ball out, throws it to a, a covered Ben Victor against a senior cornerback, and, you know, he goes up in the air, makes the catch, shakes a tackle, makes a man miss, and then the blockers just kind of come together. Paris Campbell, um, I know Johnny Dixon got in at the end. I can't remember who else. You know, I think there were three blockers out there. But, you know, not only the, the ability for, for those guys to block, and obviously we've talked before about how unselfish these guys are and, and their willingness to commit to that, which not all receivers are, but, but Ben Victor's you know, ability to read where the blockers are and, and get there. And you mentioned this isn't what he's been known for. I think it should be, you know, he has the ability to make these catches and then the, the speed and the size to, to break tackles and then run, run to the end zone. So, you know, this is what I think Ohio State thought they were getting from a guy when he signed with the uh, class a few years ago. And, you know, he's made some big plays, don't get me wrong, you know, catches in the end zone and whatnot. I think he's got 10 touchdowns now for his career. But I think we need to see more of this. And, you know, Ryan Day, alluded to it after the game that, that this could be a defining play for him and, and one that really starts something. But, you know, it was it was certainly a backbreaker for Penn State. It changed the belief on the sideline for Ohio State. I think it changed the belief, you know, probably for any Buckeye fan watching on television. And you could just feel in the stadium after that play happened that, uh-oh, okay, this this isn't looking good. You know, it's, it's, it's a five-point game, and, and there's still plenty of time left. So, you know, that's that's certainly a play, like you said, we're going to be talking about for a long time. The D-line's turned into a mass unit, as I alluded to earlier. We know about Nick Bosa. He's out till at least November. Some people are opining his 
Ohio State career could be over, although I think if the Buckeyes are playing for all, all the marbles, I certainly think he's, he'll be back unless he has a setback, which is always a possibility. But presuming he does not have a setback, I do think Nick Bosa will play later this year. I want you to address that, if you agree or disagree. Also, just obviously Draymond Jones got banged up in the game. Uh, he could barely walk off the field. He had to be helped off with one of his teammates helping him off. Urban called it a sprained ankle. Apparently, Draymond was seen in a walking boot yesterday, so we'll, we'll get a chance to ask Urban about that at 11.45 a.m. today. Uh, Robert Landers is banged up. He missed the previous game. He, you know, he didn't even start this past game. Devon Hamilton was out there. Robert Landers could barely even move at one point. Looked like to me, I mean, he could barely get off the field. So you have Draymond Jones, Robert Landers, and Nick Bosa. You know, just, you know, three of the best defensive linemen in the country banged up right now, but the schedule gets a lot easier. So, uh, uh, just your thoughts on, on all things D-line related. Yeah, first of all, with, with Nick Bosa, you know, I think he'll be back, especially like you said, if they are going to, you know, assuming that, that the surgery went well and when they go check it, you know, everything is, is healing as it's supposed to. But, you know, if you saw his tweet before the Penn State game, um, you know, about wanting to be out there with his brothers and, you know, there was a little video with it where he taps his armband and whatnot, I think, you know, given that, that Joey came here and what Joey accomplished and just how invested that family has been in the Ohio State program these last six years. You know, I, I think that Nick is legitimately a Buckeye despite coming from Florida, and he, you know, wants to end his Ohio State career, um, you know, on the field and, and not watching from the sidelines. I also think that, you know, he wants to win national title. I, I don't think that. I know that. He, he made that very clear early on, and obviously Ohio State is in position to do that. And Nick Bosa makes them a uh, much better team defensively, and, and that obviously increases the chances of, of them making that run. Uh, as far as the rest of the defensive line, you know, like you said, I think they'll be fine. There's time to, to not rest guys, but, you know, if guys are banged up against, you know, the likes of Indiana and Minnesota and, and the rest of the teams on the schedule over the next month or so, I think you can you can comfortably play, you know, Devon Hamilton and, and other guys to, uh, to and get those guys more snaps and whatnot. Uh, we talked to Draymond Jones after the the game, and you know he he didn't talk much about the injury, but you know did look to be moving okay. Um, I would speculate, and again, it's just speculation that that the boot was cautionary. Um, he seemed to be moving fine to me. I'm no doctor, but you know it it didn't look like he was in any sort of serious. Um, pain when he was walking back to the locker room. I also imagine if, you know, it was something serious that they wouldn't have brought him out and made him stand there with a bunch of media people around him underneath the stadium. So we'll, we'll see on that. Obviously, like you said, we'll talk to Urban today. But the good news is Ohio State doesn't have a, a serious game um, for for a while. But still have to take these games serious, as we learned last year against Iowa coming off the big Penn State win uh, no win is, is guaranteed if, if the Buckeyes don't focus in and, you know, make sure they handle their business. One thing that drives me crazy, um, and I love Urban Meyer overall, is his refusal to use quarterback sneaks. And I'm sure he's yeah. going to love that I'm going to question him about this today. You know, I'm sure he's going to love some schlub reporter asking him, you know, about, like, his strategies <laughs> when it comes to football. He's only won three national titles, and someone like me is going to be questioning him. But, like, you know, and he's been asked about it before, so I kind of know the answer that, you know, they've given before, especially, you know, we asked Tom Herman about it when he was at Ohio State, and, you know, the answer is always, well, we don't, 
we don't really practice it. You know, we're in the shotgun all the time, so we don't want to risk being under center in a crucial situation because obviously if you're doing it, it's, it's a big play. Well, my answer to that is then practice it because Absolutely. of all football plays, of all football plays, um, the quarterback sneak is, yes, it's elementary. It's also the most effective when you look at, like, the advanced an- analytics. I mean, the quarterback sneak is arguably the most effective play in football when you're talking about not you don't want to run it on fourth and two, but fourth and inches, which the Buckeyes twice had fourth and inches. Twice yep. they, they did the slow, you know, once they handed it off and barely got it, once they kept it and got stuffed. Um, both times they could have just lined up under center with your big six foot seven, three hundred ten pound center, and your big you know quarterback six foot three at least. I think Dwayne's more like six four, two hundred twenty pounds. Run the quarterback sneak. I just don't get it at all, Patrick. I don't either. Uh, and you know, obviously Twitter was a buzz um, after you know those plays about why they don't run the quarterback sneak. And you know, you, you said it specifically that you know. They don't practice it, and that's the excuse they've given for years. I agree. Practice it. I mean, you look, you know, Urban is right. a, uh, a good friend with, with big Bill Belichick, the Patriots. That's a team that has used that with Tom Brady to perfection over this, you know, dynasty run of dominance. And, you know, we've seen JT – we saw JT Barrett last year in the bowl game go under center for that, that trick play that they did to, to Paris Campbell. Um you know, so, so they do. They have gone under center before. Obviously, when they kneel the ball, they go under center, and that's a pretty right. I was going to bring that too. up. Yeah, right. In the yeah. victory formation, they don't. They're not in the shotgun. Exactly. No. Yeah, and I, I don't understand it. It seems to me, you know, especially with a guy like Dwayne Haskins, who I believe in high school took snaps under center at times. You know, you you can't do this. And if if it takes you know away from a few other practice reps at practice or just have the guys go out there and practice it a handful of times at the end of each practice. You know, if you're concerned about fumbling the ball, now, granted, you do have Michael Jordan, who is a new center, so maybe he hasn't practiced those kind of snaps as often. But, you know, it it just seems it's much easier to receive the ball that way, in my mind, than it does to snap it, you know, four or five yards back when you're in shotgun. I don't know. It it, it seems like something that they need to have in their arsenal. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't. As a as a team, you get in these situations, and you know, we could have been talking about how, you know, various plays that cost the team if if this game goes the other way, and that would have been one of them I would have brought up is you know you have Dwayne Haskins on on fourth and inches, and you don't go under center and sneak it. Um, I don't know. I I agree with you. It's it's something that they need to have. I'm glad you're going to ask Coach Meyer about it today because you know I think that's something people want to know. And I, I think it's something that they really need to, to consider practicing if they really don't do that. Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. I really appreciate it, Patrick. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate that as well. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.